just like lunch in a picnic basket, you can take your learning on the go. It's time for the Podcast PD Picnic. Hmm, what's in here today? Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Podcast PD Picnic. We're excited to share some information with you. I had a chance to listen to Mickey and Becky uh, focus on technology second learning first technology second they had some great points and i'm hoping that um, today's podcast will piggyback on some of those things um, and enlighten teachers and listeners to some other ideas for classrooms so um, i'm heather callahan the tech integrationist at northwest public schools in grand island nebraska and i have invited trevor minky a social studies teacher here at northwest Uh, to join me because we're going to chat a little bit about uh, blended learning or if you want to call it differentiation or individualized instruction or uh, student choice in the classroom. Um, There's lots of different terms. There's lots of different ideas of how that goes. And so um, Trevor has implemented uh, some blended learning in his classroom for the past two years? Yep. Two two years. years. And so he's going to share some things. I've got some questions prepared that he can answer, and then he can elaborate on that. And hopefully listeners will walk away with some different ideas. And if not, they will. Uh, we will leave some information, some contact info that you can uh, get a hold of one of us if you have questions. So, Trevor, would you just start off and share a little bit about yourself before we go into the first question? Uh, yeah, so last year was my third year teaching here at uh, Northwest High School, and I... Um, started uh, working with blended learning you know after my first year of teaching so it was pretty new into um, education and in the classroom and um, one thing that you know really you know maybe sparked my interest in it was you know the idea and the uh, thought of kids you know having you know ownership in their own work and having choice and um, doing those things in order to you know master the content in the social studies classroom that you know I teach. What were some of the things that gave you like a starting point or the implementation pieces whether it was some of the PD that you went to but how did you take what you learned in training and you can talk a little bit about that but how did you take those pieces and and take it back and make it feasible for you to implement? Um, Well one thing you know was taking a lot of you know different you know technology pieces using you know several different online resources and truly you know being able to give students you know different options and how you know they wanted to complete different work and you know master the content where it wasn't just you know this worksheet or that worksheet where they were truly you know, going to be able to use their strengths and, you know, do things and cover certain content how they wanted to do it. So I think that was kind of the starting point was finding different um, ways to use technology in the classroom. Was there a tool that you felt like you started with first or a way that you, you know, a way that you structured it first that maybe did or didn't work and then you had to go back and readjust? Um, I think a little bit. We we started out with um, using some playlist type activities where we kind of planned a couple days in advance and gave you know gave students the opportunity to maybe choose you know a couple smaller 
type assignments and a couple smaller type activities or you know maybe a more strenuous activity but just one of those where it would maybe be you know a little a bit you know deeper content which you know for some students would be at times you know more feasible um with the implementation obviously the students had to adjust um it kind of looked a little different than your typical 40 minutes of lecture, what sometimes you see in traditional classrooms. So this is kind of a change, not only for teachers, but for students. What are some changes that you saw or noticed in your students as far as engagement, interactions, things like that? One of the main things I think that was a big change and was took a little bit of adjusting for students was, you know, a little bit of freedom. You know, they weren't being told, you know, to do, answer these number of questions or read this much or you know there's take these notes you know they weren't being told those things and they were being told use your strengths you know use your strengths and um, do what you're good at in order to be able to explain the material that you know you're learning so a lot of times you know you got kids in the classroom who are worried about their grades and what grade they're going to get on this assignment when this overall idea that we're trying to you know, get them focused on was, do you know the information? So I think that was that's a really hard adjustment for kids and most specifically, you know, freshmen at the high school that um, are in our classrooms. One of the conversations that um, we've had, or that I've had with Trevor is, he's had an opportunity to connect with individual students before they move on to a different assignment or a different level. And so one of the pieces of feedback that I have heard you mention is that you truly know the depth of knowledge that your students have and you truly know that their their knowledge and what they've learned and maybe where their deficits are. How do you, what is your strategy for doing that? I know you mentioned conversations, um, but you have some benchmark assessments or different things that you go through. Yeah, one of the, one of the cool ways that we kind of check in with um, our students is that we call them checkpoint quizzes and throughout know throughout the chapter or throughout the unit you know at certain times when they're ready to move on from whether we call them levels or you know different checkpoints is they have to come take a quiz with us but it's more than just answering a handful of multiple choice questions they're anywhere from you know six to eight um, questions that they're going to answer but not only do they answer them they got to explain and you know, elaborate vocally, you know, to us and display that they truly know it, truly know the, you know, the content. So that, I mean, that gives us a really good idea for where kids are. Some kids are get, some kids can get all the questions right, but they can't, you know, elaborate and explain, you know, what they've learned. So then that kind of becomes, you know, that becomes a red flag at some point And, you know, we can direct them into where they need to go back and, you know, relearn and um, ask quite certain questions, you know, to maybe master that content a little better. And I like that point, too, because a lot of times in traditional situations, you go from beginning of the chapter, the beginning of the unit till the end. And when students are assessed, what they miss at the beginning of the unit is so far back, whereas these checkpoints allow with the blended learning, the way you have it structured, it allows you to truly know where their their deficit is or where their lack of understanding is before they get to a major assessment or something to that that aspect. Um, what are some challenges that you have come across as far as blended learning and some ways that you 
feel like you've moved forward with those or you're working on ways to improve those things? I think um, one of those main challenges I've kind of mentioned already is you know, getting students to focus on you know, the learning part and taking responsibility and ownership for their own learning. They want, you know, so many times we've found that they want to be told, you know, exactly what to do, um, how many questions to answer, the mm-hmm. notes they need to take, and what's going to be on the test that, you know, they get, they struggle to, you know, they struggle a little bit with the freedom and, um, and some of those uh, things where they're on their own and they're going to, you know, they have to really understand what they don't know in order to, you know, keep moving forward and progress. It really gives them an opportunity to focus on the learning, whereas sometimes they're focused on the task. When they have, like, worksheets or assignments in front of them, they get too set into the completion as opposed to the process and what I'm gaining from that. So you mentioned that you had one year of teaching before you went to the blended learning training and different things like that, and so now you've got two years of that. How do you feel the blended learning implementation or the way that you've implemented the playlists and different things, how has that shaped you as a teacher? Uh, I just think, you know, it's become a way more laid back environment with, um, you know, kids having that freedom and that, you know, it's, you know, it, it can turn, it can turn any classroom from, you know, a, whatever you want to call a lecture based, you know, classroom or a, you know, a teacher in the front of the room um, structure to having kids, you know, doing different things, whether it's, you know, moving around the room and working with partners and groups or, you know, truly working to their strengths and, you know, using their strengths to be able to grow and, you know, find out at some ages, you know, with these freshmen, they're finding out truly what they are, you know, good at, whether it's, Mm -hmm. you know, they're good, recording themselves explain things or doing projects and or much more hands-on so I mean they they're truly finding out what they're really good at what their strengths are and you know how they can be successful as they keep growing through education. I know when I've been in your room I've really admired the fact that students in a high school classroom are doing different things at the same time you know you see that a lot in elementary but in high school classrooms you've got some kids recording something on like a flip grid maybe there's someone documenting something on a uh, google drawing they might be reading like you said collaborating or working with each other so there is a way to implement all those things like you said and then you have that opportunity to individually uh, meet with students as well to really grasp their understanding okay i just have one more question so what tips or recommendations would you have for others that are considering biting off pieces of blended learning um i think you know biting off pieces is a you know a good way to put it you got to kind of start small and find out what you really like and what works for your classroom before you know and you'll you know it was easy for us to grow a little bit more and more once we found a few things that worked and that we got it to routine with um you know with kids in our rooms but I mean I think starting small is a a really good idea and you know getting in the routine and then building off that routine with um, with those procedures with students. Because I think you started off with one class and then expanded yes. from there. Yep, yep. we started so, with just one class. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you, Trevor, for sharing your information on uh, Blend and Learning and how you have structured your classroom a little bit differently over the last couple of years. Hopefully there's some takeaways there for our listeners. Um, we have 
other podcasts that we hope you turn in, turn in and listen to, tune in and listen to throughout uh, the remainder of the summer. Uh, these will be linked on our Podcast PD website. If you have questions or would like to reach out, you can look at the contact info on the site. With that, thanks for joining the Podcast PD picnic. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.